0: Hello and welcome to the Decibel Boost Podcast, the official music podcast of the website Surreal Resolution, where it is finally time for our big year end favorite albums of 2023 spectacular episode thing trademarked. We're still working out the kinks in the name, don't worry. Uh, I, as always, am your host, Robert, and uh, you can trust us to have original opinions. We don't need to pull an Illuminati on this shit. And with me, I have... The year's almost over. Let's get
1: one last beating in... For those who deserve it. And... Let's go one last ride... For
2: the
0: Yeah, so, uh... By the time you're hearing this, I imagine it's probably gonna be... At least close to Christmas, if not outright Christmas. So, for context, we're recording this on Monday... I'm going out of town on uh, vacation for the rest of the week tomorrow, but I will have my laptop with me so I can be working on this, and then you'll all be able to hear this fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, 2023, it was... Momentum-wise such a weird year, like... The main point I kept, the dead horse I kept beating, like, every roundup was, like, there was stuff to listen to, but it felt like there wasn't, like, a consistent, like, the the rate at which stuff happened just kind of felt like it was at complete random, you know? Am I going insane here? Yeah, 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 it feels like a very weird year.
1: Yeah, it feels that way, but then again, it's not, it's not like we've been doing this for seven years or anything.
0: True. I don't know, I'm trying to remember, because I think I saw Spectrum Pulse tweet a really good, like, description of what the momentum of 2023 felt like. I I gotta remember to search that up somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even despite that, there was still some very noteworthy events uh, taking place in the industry, and of course, there was still good music to find, like there always is. It just requires, you know, a bit more digging here and there. So, yeah, this is, of course, the part where we are going to talk about our favorites, the stuff that left the most impact on us, and if you have a problem with that, um, let's see, what's the phrase I'm looking for, uh, have a merry-go-fuck yourself. Make your own list, man. These are ours. We did. Yeah, and like I said, we made them ourselves, we didn't have to, uh, pull a James Somerton to do this uh don't get me started on that
1: fucking cocksucker and yes i'm allowed to say that
0: that means multiple things yeah mm. you know it, it is the year really over if we don't have each bomber guy coming out of the woodwork with four hours of fuck this guy in particular uh it's a beautiful feeling so, yeah, as uh, we usually do in these uh, round-ups and year-end things, uh, we usually throw the ball over to Alex to get things rolling. So, you have the floor.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat> if I sound a little hoarse, uh, I'll explain why in a moment, but looking back on 2023 in the realm of popular music, I've come to a bit of a broad conclusion. As someone... Looking on the outside, looking in on the outside. As far as bad years go, I can name uh, quite a couple. Especially for the Billboard charts, we have well, the humdrum, you know, doo-wop years of the sixties. Nineteen ninety was a bad year. Twenty thirteen was a bad year. Two thousand five was a really bad year. Twenty twenty three, on average, might be one of the worst years yet. For a multitude of reasons. Billboard's metrics of charting? Just completely thrown out the window. An influx of re-releases and re-recordings and albums and tracks that just don't want to fucking leave the top of the charts. Despite there not being a whole lot of overarching quote-unquote buzz surrounding some of these acts. Then there was the summer where uh, certain individuals decided to game the system... With a lot of really bad country music, I don't have to explain any any further. Yeah, this, this is the best yeah. you made for yourself, Billboard. I hope you I hope you enjoy it. And, and uh, yeah, I, I I suggest you all go watch uh, Spectrum Pulse's latest uh, two hour video on uh, the doldrums of bro country and how we got to this point. It's uh, it's not great. The, the video's great, but the subject itself is not great. Then yeah. there is our almighty streaming overlord, Daniel Eck, who is still a chode forever and forever and for always, deciding, hey, all you small people out there, if you don't get 1,000 streams for your songs, you're not getting paid anything, so you're going to be working for free. Fuck you, you cocksucker. Yeah. The whole industry's <laughs> fucked enough as it is. We don't need to be reminded that to be successful in the industry, you have to be in the top 1% of all artists, a.k.a. Drake, a.k.a. Taylor Swift, a.k.a. Morgan Wallen, a.k.a. insert whatever big name you want to hear. It's a bad, bad, bad state of affairs. I'll drink to that. That's what, Yeah, that sort of goes into why I haven't had a whole lot of stuff to listen to throughout the year. It's just been a very ebb and flow kind of year across the board for music in general, especially specifically in the, the more mainstream circles. I don't know if it's just everybody trying to come back out of the funk of the dark ages from a couple years ago and trying to get back on their, on their feet with, you know, touring and promoting all that other stuff. But I, I don't know. Just something about how the year has played out has been kind of wishy washy in a lot of ways. There, there there have been good things but they've been kind of too few and far in between of just a lot of average curve mediocrity whether it be well just look at the billboard <laughs> the billboard 200 chart i was almost, i was going to say hot 100 that would that would count too but that and the billboard 200 chart for the year it's been the same goddamn dozen albums on the top of the chart throughout the entire year how is anybody supposed to get footing in the industry if they can't fucking sell an album because the big names are hawking up all of the spotlights? You answered me that, Billboard. That's the neat thing. You don't.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's
1: just... The whole industry is just on a really bad damn trajectory going forward. I don't like it. Like, But then again, this is the mess Billboard wanted to make. I'm glad you're satisfied, Billboard. It's bad enough we have to have all the fucking Christmas songs in the Hot 100 Top 10 every year now. Because, well, the kids are streaming it. We gotta put it on here. I could go on. I'm not going to. I'd just be regurgitating all the same nonsense we've been talking about for the last few years. Oh, and speaking of this year, this year decided to give me a little bit of a curveball at the very end. A bonus review for all of you out there. COVID. Oh. Ooh. I'm on as of this recording, I am on day five of it. This is not fun. And to anyone wondering, well, did you go out to, to a big event? Did you go to a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game recently? I answer, no. I barely go out of the house as it is. The most heinous thing I could have done was I went to the movies on my day off. I went and saw The Boy and the Heron. It was... It was okay. Hmm. Evidently, the weeb gods decided that was uh, punishable by giving me a very annoying illness, which... I will say this. This is not the sickest I've been even this year. This is just annoying. More than anything, this is just really annoying. I'm on day five of this right now. I want to be done with it. I want to go back outside to the the world at large and just go outside. (sighs) Not fun. Not fun. I'm ready for this thing to be over with. I'm ready for this thing to be over with and out of my system so I can cut a mean promo on it because it deserves it. This thing is just annoying. Ugh. I guess I, I guess the universe or some entity at large decided it was my time. it was my turn. <sighs> must be a hellish entity because no heavenly beat would do this to me. <sighs> so that yeah there that's my uh, a preamble to uh, kill some time. Now I'm going talk about the stuff I listen to, of which I have uh, a list of 10 albums, B- kind of asterisk. I'll explain why in a moment. But I do have honorable honorable mentions here, because as part of my uh, prerequisite for the lists, I don't include live albums, EPs, soundtracks, anything like that. It has to be full, you know, album-length material. Right. So I'll just uh, run through these down here. Uh, the Linkin Park Meteora box set. A treasure trove of unreleased material is always fine by me. It's a fantastic album with even more fantastic goodies to it. Well worth the money. Uh, Spirit Box, The Fear of Fear, it's an EP, it doesn't count, but it's a damn good EP. Can't wait for a new full album, hopefully next year. That's what they've been teasing. I've been seeing some stuff in the news lately, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, The Weeknd, live at SoFi Stadium, we can clown on The Idol all we want. This was a damn good live album, with a lot of great mixing, a lot of great production, a lot of great analog synth work. It's great. Uh, The Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar soundtrack. It's the soundtrack the movie we've, we've been waiting a decade for. I guess Bear Mercury orchestrations with Death Clock metal music. It's it's great. Yes. And yes, uh, the Dr. Rock So Amazing Grace cover is fantastic.
0: We uh, salute Trans- an
1: American hero. <laughs> yes. Uh, Transatlantic, The Final Flight, live at La Olympia, live album released this year. If it's the final Transatlantic concert because the state of the, the supergroup is unknown, then what a way to go out, playing their biggest album ever slash yet, maybe, we don't know, along with a whole bunch of uh, goodies in, the, in deep cuts. I can't think of a better way to spend three hours, except for all the other albums that I have that are three hours long. Uh, this, this last one isn't three hours, but it's close. I just got it uh, in the mail a week ago, actually. Porcupine Tree. Closure continuation live at Amsterdam. A full concert in front of 18,000 people in Amsterdam, Holland. Pretty much the whole uh, new album from, from last year, or 2021. Whatever it was. I can't remember. A lot of uh, the hits. Even less? Check. Blackest eyes? Check. anesthetize Check. Trains? You bet. Hundred and fifty bucks well spent. And now for the list proper. Number ten, dying wish, symptoms of survival, and number ten, Genesis Awusu, Struggler. Oh, ah, yeah, bit of a curveball for a tie, and uh, I'll lump this up. I'll sum. I'll I'll sum this up. Lump this up. I will sum this up as. The albums I got into because I heard these two acts on the radio. I have satellite radio in my car. If there's something that I'm not really into, I'll just flip through the channels. Uh, I talked about it a while ago. I heard Dying Wish on Liquid Metal one time. got me to check out their album. It's a very good, heavy, metalcore, death-ish kind of core blending. Fantastic. And as far as Genesis Sabusu's uh, album goes, I heard him on uh, one of the, the XM channels. Checked out the album. This is trippy and weird. I, I I like it. I don't know how else to describe it other than I like it. It's good. Listen to it.
0: By the way, uh, I, quick tangent, you want to know a funny thing I learned about that album the other day? Um uh, because I was listening to a whole bunch of stuff and I read the Apple Music description. Apparently, Struggler is inspired by Berserk. Fancy that.
2: I mean, that's what I
3: heard. Like, okay, that's yes, But kind of an awesome
0: way. The weebs are everywhere.
1: Yeah, fancy
0: that. <clears throat>
1: yeah. All right, number nine Tesseracts, War of Being. I like prog metal. I like this kind of prog metal. This, this album feels like an encapsulation of all of what tes- what Tesseract has done throughout the years so from the early days of uh, God. what was it called? I am having a hard time remembering things because of this fucking illness. Uh, One. One. That's the album. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. We, we have sort th- of th- th- the aggressiveness of One. Uh, the more syncopated freeform stuff of Altered States minus Ash O'Hara. And of course, more modern elements you would hear on uh, King and uh, Pol- Polaris. Is that the other album? i have a hard yeah. remembering things. Yeah, yeah. Th- it all blends together for a very ansemic presentation. What what Tesseract has been doing for the last uh, decade and a half. Fantastic job, gentlemen, or should I say, gentlemen? <laughs> hey. I am, I am, I am so done with this fucking illness. Just get it out of my system. <sighs> okay, uh, number eight, Stephen Wilson, The Harmony Codex. Interesting. This is a, this is gonna be a, yeah, this is gonna be like a sleeper album for me. It's gonna take a little while for me to come back around. I still like it. I still maintain it is the good the good middle ground of Stephen Wilson's uh, solo albums, in between you know the great stuff and the not great stuff. There's a wild concept behind it. I have not gotten that deep into it. Give me a little bit of time. I'll come around to uh, probably get a deeper understanding of this album, which does, yeah, i mentioned it does continue on with more of the heavy synth work we've heard on uh, the future bites with a little bit more pop structure here and there. I mean, the instrumental, the instrumental stuff on here is fantastic. So I'll give it that much. So Yeah. I'm going to have to sleep on this just a little bit more. Number seven, Spanish Love Songs, No Joy. I mean, this is just more Spanish Love Songs. You know what you're getting with this band. It's more of it. Depending on on your thoughts on this year at large, uh, you might be more into it than me. But given that, uh, you know, this year was not as shit as... The other year, I didn't need this album as much, but hey, it's it's still fantastic. It's Spanish love songs, you know what you're getting into. All right, number six, Baby Metal, the other one. This is matured Baby Metal. I don't know. If this is, I don't know if they're ever going to do another album, you know, on this level with this as vast of a wide concept as they've done over the last couple years. I'm hoping there's going to be more material coming out later, considering this band has uh, basically broken the rule of idols have to be a certain age before they quote-unquote graduate.
0: <laughs> Take that, bullshit industry standards.
1: Mm. Yeah, we're against industry bullshit around here. Yeah, it's just you know, a more mature-sounding baby metal, and yeah, I'm all about that. All right, number five. Point five. Denny Brown and JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Hose DLC. And number five, Danny Brown slash JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Hose. But wait a minute. I thought you said you didn't put EPs on your list. Well, number one is my list. I can do whatever the hell I want. And number two, <laughs> you can't have the album without the bonus DLC content. That's what makes it a complete edition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seventy dollars at Walmart. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like my rap music on the more eccentric side. There's nobody more eccentric at the, in the game than Peggy and Danny. This album is weird. This album is silly. This album is chaotic. It's just what I like. So it's just it's just fun. It's just a fun album to listen to.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's hoping that uh, there's more to come in the future. All right. Number four. Death Clock. Death Album 4. Very convenient placement. I know. <laughs> the album we've waited over a decade for. It was well worth the wait. I wouldn't call it the quintessential "quote unquote Death Clock album. I would say you know Death Album, death album Two and death album three have the slight edge over them, uh, but I will say th- there's a very solid blend of all things death clock on here. You have the silly songs about you know being maimed to death with with gardening tools and you know, a song about a dog just wanting to be scratched. <clears throat> then there are the heavy songs and the serious songs. Dead Face still hits hard, man. Well worth the wait. Here's hoping that uh, there's more to come in the future for Death Clock, at least in terms of music. I don't know if they could do anything more for you know, movies or TV shows, but music-wise, there's a possibility. You're telling me there's a chance. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed. Number three. Uh, Periphery, Periphery Five, aka uh, Juggernaut Sigma. <laughs> this is the third part of Juggernaut. I am I, I am dead serious. I he- I know the callbacks are in there. Just listen to Wildfire; it's on there. <sighs> what makes this album really stand out to me more than that, though? the range on the album. Like, you have, you know, the super heavy, aggressive songs like Wildfire and Dracul Grass. Everything is Fine. There's there's even, like, quote-unquote pop songs on here. We all know the one. We all know what Spencer's into. And to go along with that, the ones you punch the Dracul Grass and Thanks, Nobuo, that's just quintessential middle in every way. I just love the fact that this band that started out on you know obvious drum samples and you know Line 6 pods and plugins they're leading the charge for analog recording with actual guitars and actual guitar amps and effects and analog synths and all that other fantastic stuff that I love about music. <sighs> Paid these guys is uh, uh, a creative forward Progress or something. I I don't know. Can you tell I'm still f- trying to think clearly? <sighs> I want this illness to be gone so fucking bad. Periphery 5. It is, in fact, the lifestyle of all time. <laughs> Alright, number 2. Metallica, 72 Seasons. You know me. You know I love me some steak and potatoes. This is as finely cooked steak and potatoes as it gets. Yes, it's a little bit aged. Yes, it's not as you know exciting as it was the first time. But you know what? Tradition is as tradition does. Steak and potatoes in my house is a tradition that I love to do every single month. I would not trade it in for anything else. Not all of it is you know pristine. There is a bit of chewy fat in here. <laughs> you must burn. <learn. clears throat> But the core meat of it all, in ooh, delicious. Delicious. And then, number one. This might bother some of the more snobbish uh, metal snobs out there, but you know what? I stopped caring about what these fucking people thought long ago. Number one, Sleep Token, Take Me Back to Eden. There it. it is. Yeah, there's been a bit of a uh, quote-unquote discourse amongst the metal scene over the last uh, couple months in regards to some of the albums that have come out, like this album and that really bad Avenged Sevenfold album. Oh! Falling in Reverse's continued existence. Here's where this one differentiates from those two. That Avenged Sevenfold album was just a half-baked idea from the very start, probably when they were all very much fully baked. (laughs) And hopefully we never get anything like that ever again, because, wow, that was such a fucking mess of an album. Uh, Guys, if you want to do a fucking prog album, just make an album of Mr. Bungle covers.
0: Just cover California instead. I so very desperately need, like, a Train Records-type video in the future about whatever the fuck happened on Life is But a Dream
1: oh god yeah that that album is not aged very well by the way it's just it just sits in a weird little circle of its own because ugh and then there is falling in reverse aka ronnie racky and his band of fucking misfits whenever i you know rummage through some of the channels on you know satellite radio in my car i always see some of these bands come up bands like falling in reverse Einstein kills. Stained. Always getting airtime, and I wonder... Do the people in charge of these stations know? Do they know? Do they know that Roddy Racky is a fucking tool? Do they know that Spencer is just a weird, pretentious asshole? Do they know that Aaron Lewis is a goddamn cockstain on society? But apparently, the, the, as long as people keep listening, they're going to keep playing them, which is more of an indictment on all of us as a society than anything else, which is uh, very sad. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I hear fucking watch the world burn or whatever, I just immediately turn it off. Sleep token. On the other hand, they're a little bit more special. Yes, they do a lot of the more grimy you know, rhythm and blues kind of ele- pop elements in some of their songs. They are they have trap beats in there. There's some electronic stuff. When you get down to it, this is just the next evolution of post-metal in a very sensual manner. This is an album that uh, more than any other album i heard this year impressed me. Not a lot of albums can impress me because uh, it's a little hard for me to get into a lot of new music, just trying to get myself to listen to new music because uh, I've been listening to music on and on and on for the last 25 years. My brain is full of music. So it needs to be really special to impress me. This album impressed me because I do like a lot of heavy, heavy, you know, roaring, growling, low-tuned metal stuff. I also like really finely tuned pop music. I do like a little bit of R&B every now and then. It's what I grew up on as a kid. You blend it together, you get this album. I will say Sleep... The guys in Sleep Token, aka uh, uh, Vessel 1, kind of weird. Kind of weird, but in a good way. And uh, yeah, congrats on that uh, Radio City Music Hall show coming up. Here's hoping that this is going to lead to more good things going forward because... uh, this album is just a banger. It's a banger, and it's got the vibes. Like I, I, I could care less about you know musicianship nowadays. I, I know what music, I know what music musicianship is like. At this point in my life, I'm just all about the vibes. Give me the vibes. This album is vibes. This album, their vibes is vibes. Are the vibes? Take me back to Eden is vibes. Does that make sense? I don't know. I've been talking for twenty five minutes. My throat's very, very sore and dry, and I need.
0: I'm done. Go listen to sleep. Go go listen to Sleep Token. Bye. You know, I believe it was a really mediocre Will Ferrell comedy that once said, "No one knows what it means, but it's provocative and it gets the people going." <laughs> yeah, that's too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that has some relation to what we were talking about. It probably doesn't, but uh, anyway, there is list number one from Alex. Number one, sleep token. Now for the next list here, courtesy of our boy Mark. Ah, uh,
2: yeah,
3: 2023. It's it's it was a year Lots of shit happened. Well, even though I'm, even though like the main thing is just well so this often is, is there is like it's like some shit happened. People be of uh, uh, of course of course we are all this with the country short of shit going on. What what with bunch of bullshit happen. Although I will say pops to KC Musk getting 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 a number one song after all the shit have been here about how Nashville treated her, which always like pops to her and build a guy in there Zach's name, Zach Bryant, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah good with that. But yeah, um, for me, 2023 and albums just been so oh, of Like, like, you know how it's been, cause, cause usually I be, usually I put like 25, uh, albums. This year's just 20. Like, yeah, it's, it's been just a, just really an off year from, off year for me. It was like, 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 like you know, there's I remember, Okay, like, you know, let's just this one album, like, you know, that, that like, you can do that later on. But, yeah, this ain't been much, like, hell, like, how you know off year? One artist is not on this album, it's because on one artist is not on not on on the first time release, and he's full of work for his, um, yeah, you, 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 are looking at this a about James, uh, project in here, um, it's not on here. I mean, uh, maybe like next year, I mean, got that because Craven project coming January, but yeah. So, um, I'm getting all the mentions out the way first. So, I was going to list them here, which I got a lot, a lot of them. So, I will mention we got Janelle Bonet, The Age of Pleasure, Kitchen Out Anamine, Kitchen Mine, Subtract, so, The Rat Road, Andre 3000, New New Blue, Blue Sun. Yes, I had the album in there. IDK F-65. Amore, Fountain Baby. Jay Rvey and Mark Marciano, definitely big the program. Now this one I would recommend to you, Bob, uh, since uh, it, it, you, you might you might like you might you might be with um blockhead the ox. Was that, um, that is a producer known for especially with, uh, acts like, uh, Billy Woods in, uh, you know, Armour Hammer that that makes that just know you like,
0: you know, you uh, you know. Oh. oh, yeah, that name sounds familiar. Doesn't he work with Aesop Rock, too?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, that too, and usually I ask for you because this something on there called that's what I call, I a mean, that's what I call poppy Cut some, number, uh, look, I, I mean, this what they got, they got Billy Woods, Danny Brown, uh, Who's a wolf in this spot on there, which 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 I which, which, which kind of dug, like I kind of dug, like I think you
0: might like that, I don't know.
3: I'm I'm with I'm, I'm, you because I know because I know you being into your stuff like that. Just just saying.
0: All right, I'm actually looking at it in uh, Apple Music right now. I see what you mean.
3: Okay, You have hundred gex, ten thousand hundred billion billion gex. Yeah, <laughs> all the gex. This is Rusu Struggler, which, which I will say, I like the first one more, but this is pretty good too.
2: Okay.
3: Jesse Ware, that feels good. Okay, uh, Billy Woods and Kitty Seagull, Maps. Almond Hammer, we buy diabetic test Trips. Apex Twin, Black Box Life quarter twenty one F in a room seven F seven damn seven sixty
0: 6. yeah yeah that I, that's not even like a title that just sounds like a production code for an episode of a TV show
3: Jalen perspective and Lorraine James gentle confirmation, confirmation so yeah I mean so yeah those on mentions let's get to the let's get to the top twenty Number twenty. DJ Muggs. Soul Assassin's Three. Death Valley. Oh uh, yes, the are a return of DJ Muggs. Right? Well we basically well, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of these producer albums which, you know, you get him producing shit, a lot of features that I like, which of course gets people like, you know, West Side Gun, Boy James, Mahim Loran, Room Streets, From Marciano, the biggest 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 monogram you know with some weed, with with some maybe with some way with some you know you know old school craft, old school you know like you know like you know like, like Ghostface Scarface those kind of like yeah yeah it's a it's a good mix of those rappers in there which oh they they, they always got that you know that grim atmosphere grimy beach or old 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 school squares again that's what I like from B J Mugs and things like that yeah but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah listen, listen, listen. Listen to listen, get it out of that. Yeah. Number nineteen, and you might be, I'd be surprised about my brother's entry, or i say shook. Algiers shook.
0: Hey, I see what you did there.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I know that. Um. Yeah. Like. You know how some bands tend to sound. Some bands tend to sound like every genre. That's a, and, and they sound bland, corporate. and blends too much of see in the book. Well, this is the opposite of that. This is basically everything that blends so well and it works. Like, uh, like, like, I, like, I, like, like. I have a hard time calling what it is. Like, it, it's rock. It's punk. It's soul. It's gospel. It's hip hop. It's all wrapped. In, it's all wrapped in one package and. It's very you made a jig, like you moving around, like yeah, like it's everything. It's everything else that's very true, and wolf and, and, and wolf checking Now you get, all you got, you got the sound. You got these wild features from second, second of the Rota, the Woods, Backwash, and my and and Santa But I can't stand with this track that I really love so much. But yeah, I, like, yeah, this is this, this, this is a sound that the sound that sound that, that, I'm, that I'm thinking of. Like, wow, this is, this good shit right here. Like. I like I supposed like this, I don't know if should this go in like yeah. Number eighteen. Mike Burning Desire. Yeah, Mike had a very busy year and this year, we'll see. And while I kind of wish that one check he did, where Jacket like Six was here. Well I mean, it's pretty it's still pretty good, like I think some might parallel to Mad to you know, 'cause I'm like, you know' like the name of the album and the fact that it's got like a very short stru- like a short strong yeah. Stru- uh, eh, short song structure, but I mean it I like, not know, like I am not going to say but it's a pretty it's a pretty like, you know, good mag like what happened with you know, some you know, very you know, the usual actually like pop in there, like you got tracks like Zap, like, Real Love with Venice Bitter, which they basically slow down the song real low, my marriage just like, oh, okay. Horizon is one of things like it's damn good, but damn it's short. And this was touching which I I wish I gotta say I gotta say like yeah, like yeah, yeah, Mike is still that man. Mike is still that motherfucker. Number seventeen, Caroline Polachek, Desire. I want to turn to you. Yeah, yeah um, yeah, this yeah, like this album the punk music. Very weird, sophisticated, and a bit ambitious. Like already said like already said before that I love that song Billions over and over and over again. It's a pretty fascinating album. Like you got Crash L like, you got Cuss like, of My Island, which which I which I fuck which which I thought was almost like the the like the album title, which you know it keeps saying that, but fuck it. Was, I don't allow it whatever I'll go with it. But yeah, like, sometimes they're pretty good. Like, we got Sunset, pretty good. Duke on Angel, Fly to You, which I still love. Um, and of course, like I said, of course, of course, of course, of course, like I said, Billions. Again, I keep on saying I like that. But yeah, but, 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 yeah, but yeah, it's a yeah, case of, a case of, you know, diff- going, going to different territory of music that I haven't talked to yet. And it paid off. It paid off. Number 16, Christine and the Queens paranoia angels true love yeah again it's the sort of pop music that i would be fucking with and and, and and Christine and the Queens nailed it. really really really, 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 really with this follow up to the other album that i listened to last year and well like okay like you get some good ass bop up that you want so it taste to be soft and really really put the we can be be, can vary considering it's a three-part album. Like, you get if you know, paranoia, angels, true or you know, it's it a fantastic record. I what I'm calling like, you get also some vibrant emotions, like, you know, try to take like, it for life. And, like I said, and like I said, you do you get the box too, which is what which, which, what, which, what, which we do fuck with, but so yeah, like this is like, but I mean, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, definitely something like that I would definitely. Well, I have that, while I say, like, like the Viva thing is, it can vary because, like, it's a long-ass album, but it still is, it's still great. Number 15, Granddad will with Oito. And I'm counting both records because he released both, uh, like, the Red Album and the Blue Album, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. Yeah, I know it's weird putting the guy, putting the guy, I believe, name, he's a YouTuber. Who you know often often collaborated for you know dead in hip hop, well mostly dead in gaming, the in B- there, B- the B- but it's like
2: all right, so, so, like this man this this this,
3: this man rap, like you know that's like personality, which these kind of like and he's, like he these these he's good rapper like this like, like, like you got one called Bob Barker, Bob Barker and Cammy Man, which I which with with cool, it's short, but good good ass track, but yeah, but yeah I. But yeah, like, he's, like, he's, like, you know, like, how far, how far they could, like, 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 Chris on, on this feature, and, you know, some Williams, that, that's from Captain Williams, that's, that's it. and of course, and, and of course, BB43 from Bin which, alright, that's a come up, that's a come up for you, that's what, for you. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he has a good record. Number 14. Currency and Harry Fraud, Vices. Yeah, like usually when it comes to currency, I know sometimes when I mention him he'd be the alchemist. But well you know what with him and with him he a fraud, ain't happy either. Like this sound is like I'm in a eighties Miami Vice GTA Vice City vibe here, like hell and hell hell this is rich. hey Yeah, uh, if you listen to Rockstar, um put some songs in here in the into that game whenever that gets released.
0: Oh yeah, right, that also to, happened when we were
3: gone. Yeah, yeah. Because this just sounds amazingly fire, like, especially the track, uh, Pro Picasso, which sounds like something you would hear out of a 80s, like, out of a, something you hear out of a 80s, I vice-ish type of shit, type of shit. But yeah, like, Harry Potter's production is always, is always, is always, like, Harry production is always like, losing the style and pause. Currency's pretty good here, too, like, like even though Currency is, like, he's you not know, a fair rapper, but, but he played, the, He's a good NC. Like I can, like, I, I can do this shit. Like going back, like I can even imagine being like, being like you're the GTA game. But yeah, this, shit, yeah this, 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 shit's all good. Number thirteen. And speaking, of, and speaking of speaking of like the alchemists, Mike Wiki and alchemist, bait is a rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah totally be back, but this thing has speaking alchemist with him. And we got another good, no abstract got another good, got another good, you know, abstract, like, you know, that's a album, which, you know, you know, basically, like, even though they, 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 they had an EP last year, there's no songs for me, in this album, were also basically, that, and that, and that EP might, maybe count, that counts here too, but I don't know. Like, the album's very dope. You got songs like Massacop, which is pretty really good. And then we lost one, one more, of fantastic. Like, it's very, you know, lean, mean, just, just, just those two rappers and one producer, like it's a good ass product. It's, like, it, it, it's a good ass product, and yeah, and and, and, and yeah, like definitely, definitely, a good um, you know, another good um, Aggressive Producer album. Since I mentioned the Aggressive uh, uh, Producer album number twelve, Larry June and Alchemist, the Great Escape. Like I know <coughs> some people are like about like Larry June, but he's kinda of bullshit the fuck up my way, the fuck up <laughs> now. Look, I get Larry June rapper, like you know, he's very chill, laid back, and yeah, I know he's kinda of like you know, very like wax, but you know what, that's fine. I'd rather have rap like that, like like sometimes that's 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 what I want. I don't want I don't I don't want to at me all the time, but it's 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 it's, 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 it's such rap it's, it's it's okay but more chill and laid back. And actually, were like, oh man, I got the shit I'm for the shit that he got now. Like, granted, it is one of those, you know, granted it, 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 it is one of those albums that have helpless features, and they're pretty good too. Like, like I mean, I I, I, could, I could guess the Fifty Days, so it's like some rain orange bill or orange or so and lighting only but, but yeah, but yeah, but, but, but yeah, but I mean, June like I know that, you yeah. Yeah, I know like June is not the best cup of tea, and I get it. And get it. you can I put the tea sometimes, but sometimes the sometimes sometimes it's some your shit, and I go with that. Number eleven. DJ Shadow. Action Adventure. So. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, first so one of the ones be the Shadow I mean, Record, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, I know, and, yeah, it's not the first time, like, he, he, he made an album without any vocal features, so I mean, he made first introducing, which, you know, is it, his, is as most, most, you his know, most well known album. And, yeah, and, 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 yeah, he, yeah, he posted some shit that he's doing, like, some track, like, you know, each track, each track, you know, something kind of very different, got kind of the distinct vibe, like, some out of a movie score, like, Okay, like, the song, the song, like, you played me still on paper songs on the album. Like, you got some some stuff, like, Ogon's which is pretty good. Craig, Gales, and Blackson, and A Narrow Escape, which, yeah, it was those, those pretty good tracks. Like, it's, it was, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, musically, it's fantastic. I love hearing and shit like this. And, and yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty all good. I really, it, it's a very, very good album. And now we're down to the top ten. Oh yes, number ten, Mieske. The land has been and so are we. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was playing. I, I, I just think I thought she. I thought she would be back for another, you know, couple of years or so. But you know, But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, she's still coming like, 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 like I don't know, like. I mean it's got everything like you know from the tone, something matter, song some structures, sort of, and well, I mean it's basically what you hear from her. But the only changes like went for more of a gothic country sound or that kind of sound, but yeah. You know. And I'll say this: I like the fact that her song "My Love, My Own Mind" actually charted on the Billboard 100. he's picking number 26, which okay, that's not that's not as high. That's high right now. I know. I think I know. I Maybe. Mean, Hopefully, well, I don't know if we stick around, considering, you know, the Christmas, the Christmas shit and album bombs. I mean, she messed, she messed about, we like take album bombs and it takes a bomb, but, I mean, 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 I who, I mean, I okay, I mean, I like, mean, okay, okay, anyway, fantastic as always. You I mean, I mean, I mean, I Number nine Fire Tools. I'm upset because I see something that's not there. I mean about the first thing about Fox is something that, we, that they've, ever, they've already said in in the last couple of years since we since, since, since we discovered her. Like we uh, like like you don't like y'all don't should her, you get we get, 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 get this heavy synthy jazzy Chris Lovely music, of course. You know, song titles are well basically synthesis. I mean, if the mixing want everything, whatever, the mirror, it's, it's, that's, I can only repeat a lot of time, but yeah, it's what I, yeah, it's like what I, that's what I like with Tools. Like, yeah, like, I kind of, this year, plus, for me, is mostly, you know, it is, it is, it's, 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 I, I, I like them it before, you can on this list because I like this before and they read some again and I like it then, and I like a day you can run this list and they just it just ran it so yeah. Number eight. age tumor. Oh boy. Praise the Lord who choose, but which does not consume or simply hop between worlds.
0: Coming to Crunchyroll, April
3: twenty twenty four. So yeah, so so, so 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 yeah, the two on that man, going for that rock pivot, which it was definitely powerful as than ever, like. Like I'm glad, like, like I'm glad at, at, at the near end because just to let let's try like experimental stuff that we get when they are you know come out and go. But yeah, like this is so many like bangers in Down. Like you, you get stuff like Lovely Sewer, which I love like, Sewer, Echo Lawyer, and Everyone like, the Hood. Like yeah, yeah, like it's also basically, that part of like it's like the one genre. Like I like that, like 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 you know. For, this, 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 there's a rock in here, you get to try music, be fancy, but yeah, like, but yeah, but yeah, this is, this another, you know, another great album from him, and I, I and, I, and I, and I definitely, and I definitely enjoy that. Number seven. Navy Blue, Ways of Knowing. Now, while I'm so familiar with him, and and him, and, and, this, this, this is very like, I won't say D, yeah, I won't say D, like, this is, you know, like, you know, really talking about, him talking about his roots, giving wisdom to his young age, going to life as an adult, talking about his, you, know, talk, you know, talking about his family, that, you know, that shaped them basically and, you know, learn from past mistakes, going from them, very appreciating them. And you, you think of like, you know, this is like, like, this one track called Pillar talking about his grandmother, which, it's very heartfelt, which, this, this, this kind of person, this, and, I won't say deep shit, but I won't say deep shit. i always be like that. That was like, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty deep. It, you know, it does get deep, though. Know, or at least, like, yeah, I get that. This thing that got, that caught me off guard. This is the album that he's always been with death jam. This is a death jam album, and you thinking like, this is a major label, which. There isn't there, there, anything trendy, no flashy features, just him doing his thing, which, that's, that, it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of coming by the power of like, wow, okay, I didn't think Death thing would be, would, would, would ever do that shit. But yeah, I gotta get some maybe Blue. Plus, I on the medium I've played on repeat a lot with the first track, which, also just, this is with, with this with this, you know, this golf this um, golf card which I keep on repeating back and forth against you, which is very nice. Which with which it was which which I was the budget, the soldiers the, the of the, which who but who got a lot of like you know army golf assembles in here which very consistent and yeah and and and, 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 and 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 yeah, very good. Number six West Side Gun. And then you pray for me. This is the most poor of the album of this year, and I think y'all, y'all really. This is the most overhated album. You know? Like, it's like the whole thing with whole here because like, oh, he doesn't want to trap sound, and which they're fine. I mean, I mean, to and all of them great, not really, but the actually on the because actually like that trap. That trap sounds like, like I don't think I don't think like JD risk, but. The more I listen to that song, the more I like. The more I like it. Same goes to Stephen Joni, Joni and, even, and, 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 and even Costas. I will. I, I will say that the you know the classic Demon I was like, yeah, almost playing Almost prime time. Pretty good. Kenshin Lights. MVP song of the year. Me on uh, that album. Um, Chloe is pretty good. I will say. Play. I will, I will say um, if you're playing a romantic night, don't play that song. At least don't play the first. At least, at least got a fifty words of it. But, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, this, yeah, the album, yeah, most polarizing album that I heard from many people, cause some some, 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 disappointed from, from this. Honestly, I mean, I mean, honestly, I can't, honestly, like, like I can't like it more the more the more I think about it. Number five, what not six point never, again.
0: <laughs> Again? <laughs> <laughs> That's still funny.
3: Yeah, so it's, 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 it's opening his back, and yeah, you, you definitely did, you did it something, you, yeah, while it is, I may have some familiar vibes to it, it it doesn't really repeat itself, like, you get more organic food, you know, making that violin off chords, guitar, guitar, and that tone and, and that, you know, with enough attention from top to bottom, like, yeah, Disney will make some you know fascinating things to listen to. But yeah, it's but uh, yeah, this is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's a pretty fascinating to listen. Checks like Elsewhere, world Outside, which is another check that I like. Well like uh classic classic antique, gr uh Grace of some music, oh, yeah, yeah, all pretty good stuff. And since and since I'm into OPN OPN, those so, so yeah, that showed the curse. That was yeah, we'll just with this which you've been watching on the time now and Okay, yeah, it's it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah really something I was on the talky, brother.
0: I still need to watch that show.
3: Number four, Earl Sweatshirt and the Alchemist, Your Dyer. Yeah, the album that has a whoops, that has a long history of how this shit happened. Apparently, despite despite the you know what, and yeah. And yeah, it's my favorite project of the year. I mean, uh, my favorite album project of the year. And my favorite Earl project is since some rap songs. Like, like you yeah, look at that green missing sound along with, you know, some of the very uh, the bars coming from Earl. And that can be very funny. Because, like, the album, I don't have, like, yeah, the fact that album has a lot of world romantic 2019 and and the role was, and well, and, and, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, like you got tracks like, uh, like, like High Street, Ben Scully, Mac Deuce, um, the two tracks have been Staples on, which on the streaming version which which good, really, really good, but yeah, but, but yeah, both, and AOC do live on this, I do, yeah, it, it, yeah, it all good, just don't do, just don't do that thing again. which I, dang it, 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 I mean, I ain't gonna listen, but fuck it it is still it's, it's, it's the record number three if some of you are thinking this would be number one but well out of heart well, the top three could have easily been number one but i', don't, I don't know if it's clear, but anyway number three Sampa Lahai.
0: you know oh. i am a bit surprised by that
3: <laughs> so yeah we waited six long years for some while and he did it. The sounds very distinct I that album like to get more to get more to basic energy in there It seemed like that emotional spot with singing and this song was actually like like a suspended favorite song from an album. Jennifer L Siegel, pretty good too. all the now all the now every time I hear Jonathan L Seagull, I keep thinking that sounds like a both like Closman character even though it's actually even though that's actually based at now when I heard a novella which I talked about now gonna be on that round up but yeah yeah which alright and and then of course and, and of course that song can't go back with on a video now but yeah but yeah but yeah six yeah but yeah six years and yeah you know what the wait the wait was worth it. Number two Danny Brown Quanta so yeah, Havel's the yeah, the yeah, Danny Brown show this year, like a lot this year. Like I went in knowing about, you know, plus some like some shit you went through from, you know, you you know, he's drinking addiction, Breakup, of the love of death, him worrying about as a rapper and wanting to get too old to keep the window keep them despite him not being the mainstream. That much this album is very melancholic really and of depressing, it's all hell. Like this is yeah. a Yeah. Yeah, this is a, yeah, like basically, take it to an exhibition. Less chaotic, but more morose. Like very morose. Like that. Like, like then this, like, this is this is like this. Like this. This like the. It's like another comedian show. His the comedian show. His you no. Know, so his dark side. You no, know, in personal life, why it's not. Yeah, like. But yeah, but yeah, this, uh, yeah, but yeah, this album, they are so a lot. There's a lot about Dan, there's a lot about Danny that name that you know that that most that most of us do know but more, you know, we'll we go into it. Although I although I will say the one, one highlight track is the one highlight the track is um Jin's for Vacation, which guess guess what that song's about. Is it the name? Oh, I wonder what Gen- it could be, uh Jin's Vacation. Oh, yeah.
0: Gentrification. When everything becomes fucking <laughs> yoga shops and fucking overpriced coffee stores.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, very much that, yeah, very much different from that, and yeah, and, and even though, and even though something like Tantor sounds so like, even like, even though that was the album Tantor, this sounds like was doing in this album. It's still a good track though. It's still a track though, but I will say, uh, I, I will say, um, Fifth the rest of the album, which, which was with a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of personal shit, Danny, which, okay, which okay. like you're showing, like showing my, ball, like I'm guilty, the then the like him and like you know I fucked up, and you know what, you know what, you know for stupid, like, 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 like. The so much as it is, it like like if 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 if, if, if they didn't around the personality is you know is very funny not very funny like him like going to sing as a rapper which is like all oh, right he 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 he, he, he does this movie and you know and know I'm, I'm pumped for that and and of course this been this last album on Warp as much as Warp has people I like on that on that label I mean this could look you know going you know going you know. You know, going to you know his, his, his own musical game, which I'm looking forward to see how he does with that. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he won't be in hopefully he won't be in, hope, in debt, or at least you know, in, you know, starting his own, at that you know that you know that gives him his own his own that that is some success. And of course, number one, I wonder what could my number one be. What could my number one album of this year be? I mean, it could be anybody's guess. It could be anything. It could be anything. Like I'm, because I'm sure nobody knows what it is. Because I'm sure, uh, you know? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Jimmy Daddy the whole Volume One. Well. Yes, this album. In my mind, all year long, like. I said this would be my third album of the year but I called it out, when I called it out a few months ago, called it out half a year back. And lo and behold, here we are. This project, like, here's the thing, like, I said it on my review that this is like a podcast made a rap album. Like, you expect to be a shitpost of an album because most of us, most of us was joking that you're rapping on the seabed beat. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, 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 and yeah, we did say that. It's something with you know with effort like, like I said, popping the epic because that because that's shows that 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 but that shows that shows that shit that make that shows that shows that shows that great bars, and you got, that shows that shows that shows that shows that shows that shows like Kingdom Hearts Key, it's been my number one song that I played a lot. Like I played, I played it a lot of times. Hell, I find the AMV song to it. I I I I, I, I find an AMV to it, which I which I, I post I posted on my written review, I was on my written review during, during the end.
2: And and and
3: and, and 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 yeah, that song still kicks ass. Whip I mean, of course Red verse, which is still good. And you know, and and you know what? And it stopped there. Since since we mentioned earlier, the EP comes there too. You there too, too. Scan the whole DLC pack, which which of course which, which, which like the EP with basically you know basically a full game. Of course, you got tracks like 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 a, like, 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 like Hermanos and oh boy, the track that the track that I call Simmons Wiki. Which yeah, if you know, you know. Because like, if you know enough, why can't wiki, wiki, guess? You know why? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this is yeah, like this is this, this this is what I like. Like I know people say the hip hop this year has been at least hip hop in the mainstream has been not that great, but, it, but yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Here's yeah, yeah, the thing. I didn't worry about it too much because I, because 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 kind of knew that because let's be like. I said twenty twenty three has been a man year considering hell like this is the kind of thinking this the this this the one this one album that this the only album of this year that we did a group of review on like that's it yeah like yeah like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's an event but it's you know just it it's, it's good event but you know like. That is it is just all it's standing. But yeah. But like I said, like not only is it my favorite hip hop of the year, so yeah, it's my top favorite album of 2023. JP Denny Mafia. Scaring the hoes. you one DLC Pack.
0: Can't wait for the sequel, hopefully. Alright. Interesting collection of albums. Now, uh, time for the last segment of this podcast, which is yours truly, running his mouth about albums for however long it takes me to do this. Now, uh, before I get into the list proper, I'm gonna open on just a small tangent here, because, uh, of course, every year I like to, you know, read what, like, the big year-end lists are from some of the major music publications, sort of checking out whatever sounds interesting, see what I might have missed, so... I'm gonna, before I get into the list proper, I want to talk about, like, well, I'm just gonna name drop four random picks from the various year-end lists that I checked out and thought were pretty cool. Um, so, the first one, Hotline TNT, with the album Cartwheel. This is a, I think this is their second album. They're a really, like, good shoegaze act, and I just really like the, um, ear for catchy hooks and melodies on this especially with the really full-sounding production. Uh, Next here, and I think Spectrum Pulse might have actually reviewed this recently, uh, Nourished by Time, Erotic Probiotic 2. It's basically like a really great, like, 80s pop R&B B-sides album. It's got those kinds of, like, really sensual vibes, you know? Uh, Wednesday, Rat Saw God, This one ranked very highly on a lot of year-end lists, like, I'm pretty sure, uh, let me double check, yeah, Stereo Gum had it as their number one album of the year, and listening to it, I can understand why people would think that. It's a really great combination of, like, grunge, indie, garage rock, and even some country in there, too, with just, like, really great production and songwriting and, also, there's Mortal Kombat references at one point. I just need to point that out. And uh, the one here that I think, if I had heard it earlier, I would have tried to make a space for it on the year-end list. Uh, Post-American, the full-length debut from a band called MS Paint. Uh, this is a post-hardcore act that also has a lot of like uh, synthetic production and undertones to it but it works shockingly well, like, you still get that punk intensity, and the synths are, like, a really cool texture that don't, like, water down or undermine things, it's, it's pretty good, all things considered, I might have to check out their second album, or whatever that happens. Also, uh, this is another tangent, just because I don't know where else I'm ever gonna get to bring this up, but, uh, I've been talking a lot here and there about, like, Random Nickelodeon trivia bullshit. Mostly, mostly because of those uh, gigantic ass video things by Quentin reviews, and that's kind of how I learned that uh, Leon Thomas the Third, one of the actors from the show Victorious, does in fact do a lot of solo music work on his own and behind the scenes. Apparently, he produced some songs for Drake's Certified Lover Boy. Maybe not something I put on my resume, but I found oh out that he put out like his um feature-length debut album this year it's called electric dusk it's not my favorite thing mostly it comes down to a production thing i i think he puts too much like effects and filters on his voice it's it's kind of like putting on too much cologne but i mean it's a decent album overall and i only wanted to bring it up because there's this one song on there that has a guest feature that is really funny to me like okay leon thomas the nickelodeon sitcom star now a solo R&B songwriter. There's a song on here with a guest verse from Benny the fucking Butcher. Damn. I am not making this up. This is a real thing.
3: <laughs> okay, so the Jalps that one Jalps on tour is the, same, the Butcher, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. The- okay, now I, have to, now I gotta at least that track.
0: Uh hang on, let me see if I can uh at least look up the name before I continue. Uh let's see. Electric dusk. Is this the album Yeah, uh the song is called X-rated. Oh. <laughs> also, there's a Ty Dollar sign feature on here, but it's that's nowhere near as funny as him working with the fucking butcher. Anyway. There's my intro tangents, now let's get into the first half of the list proper. Number 20, Aesop Rock, Integrated Tech Solutions. This is probably the most I've liked an Aesop Rock album in a while. For the most part, it comes down to the fact that it has a lot of just really memorable flow, lyrics, delivery, and just like... A lot of stuff that really sticks in the brain. Like, obviously, the uh, Mindful Solutionism track kind of giving you the whole concept riffing on our very uh, technological-obsessed modern era. Of course, when he's rapping about how great rivers are and the calming effect they have. There's also some other great, like, uh, deep cuts in there, like... Uh, There's a really good spoken word track called On Failure where he's just kind of talking about like some random opinions he had about a Van Gogh painting he saw and what that makes him think about in regards to Van Gogh's life and his history. And my favorite track on the album, Aggressive Steven, where he deals with a random ass tweaker breaking into his apartment. Mostly because it has the sync... Sing- like, the single moment where I think I laughed the hardest listening to an Aesop track, where, he, like, he's explaining it to his landlord. is like, oh, yeah, that's Steven. Oh, uh, excuse me? Who the fuck is fucking Steven? I fucking lost it at that point. <laughs> oh, what I wouldn't give to be there in person when that happened. But, yeah. Oh, I liked it a lot. Uh, number 19. Health Rat Wars, the latest contender, as in the one that had the latest release, literally December 7th. <sighs> but you know, I, I am a guy who loves me, my very uh morose, moody ass, uh, industrial synth, metal, noise, jams. I, I'm just saying words at this point. You know, the health style at this point, you have a lot of that really great production in the vocals that always like really fills out the mix nicely. Bouncing back and forth between, like, the steady kind of beats that could get you dancing at a goth club and those really... uh, There's definitely a bit more, like, aggressive, like, guitar industrial shit. Like, honestly, what kind of sounds like Leftovers from, like, working with Lamb and God and all. And, of course, like, Ashamed of Being Born is still, like, top tier. And, yes, that is at least in part because of the really great, like, just music video at conventions and shit. But, you know... Always a good time for putting on a health album and in your feelings about your own uh, mortality and your place in the world. Number 18, Foo Fighters, but here we are. Yeah, it hasn't been a great time for Foo Fighters in the past decade. Well, the past couple of years especially, what with the uh, passing of Taylor Hawkins and all. But also because musically it just kind of feels like the band's been going through the motions. Again, Wasting Light was the last album of theirs I really liked. Everything else has just kind of been diminishing returns. But here, it really does seem like the tragedy that befell the band's existence kind of obviously inspired a lot of material for this album. And I, I'm not sure how much I should explain because like, it's pretty much just... All the good parts of, like, good Foo Fighters albums here. Like, the songwriting is really strong. The riffs are super catchy. Dave's vocals sound great. And, of course, his performance on the drums here. All of it just is really good. This is just a really good rock record and a fitting tribute to their sadly now-deceased member. Number 17. Now, there's gonna be a couple listings on here where... There's, like, two albums in the same spot for, uh, one reason or another. So, number 17 is one of those. The Acacia Strain, Step Into the Light, and Failure Will Follow. I think I might have mentioned this before, but for the past, like, few years or so, we've been living in an age where the Acacia Strain have been trying out a lot of unconventional release strategies for albums from shadow dropping at the end of the year to we're going to release most of the album as a series of two song eps to this one which is releasing two whole ass albums that have two distinct songwriting approaches step into the light being a relatively smaller collection of tracks that are much more punchy and mosh ready and you know in your face to the point aggressive deathcore while failure will follow is three tracks that are each about like 15 or 17 minutes apiece and are very slow, doomy, sludgy, and even a bit bluesy at spots. So, honestly, this, I think this is kind of working for them. This era is kind of leading to a lot of the band's most interesting material in a while, especially whenever you're in a really bitter nihilistic mood and you just want to f- yell at the world to go fuck itself. So, yeah, the Acacia Strain at number 17. Number 16, Liturgy, 93696. I'm not entirely sure I can really make the appeal of this one make sense to anyone that isn't me. It's Liturgy's music is the textbook definition of an acquired taste, even by, like, black metal standards, because there's just a lot of really strange, deliberately eclectic songwriting decisions like a lot of the glitchy sound effects that often break up particularly heavy passages to the usage of like xylophone and glockenspiel to accentuate the melodies of the songs to just very, very elaborate, you know, song structures and songwriting. Again, textbook definition of either you'll love it or you'll fucking hate it. But I'm a really weird guy who likes when his metal gets a little bit out there, so I am here for this. Number fifteen, "Shoo Shoo," ignore grief. I have a lot of reasons for liking a lot of the albums that I'm into, from uh, great melodies to super heavy stuff to giving me cool ideas that I never heard before. There's two albums on my year-end list that are here specifically because they made my skin crawl. In a deeply compelling way, of course, and this album is one of them. Shushu taking their usual brand of eclectic, off-kilter, noise music songwriting and going really deep for the jugular with a collection of tracks that feels like the best Silent Hill soundtrack we never got. In fact... with the creepiness of this all in terms of the lyrical subject matter and the soundscapes can we have this can we just give this the award for the best silent hill media that came out this year because it sure as fuck isn't going to be whatever the hell's going on with silent hill ascension yeah that is that is a mistake but this album oh boy will this album get to you It is, without a doubt, one of the best pieces of horror media I can think of. Like, put it up there with shit like Evil Dead Rise, which, if you haven't seen, you should. That movie's a bloody chaotic good time. Number 14. Algiers. Shook. I think I pretty much knew from the second I heard that Zack Della Roca collab that, oh yeah, this album's gonna go hard. And sure enough, it does. All the kind of genre blending from the garage rock and punk to the soul R&B and rap that you would expect from good Algiers is here, accounted for, and it all slaps. I think the key here is, building off of Mark's explanation of genre fusion, is that when Algiers does it... They give their all. You feel the passion in the songwriting and the vocal performances. It just all sounds so perfect. There's, th- there isn't like this half-assing of anything like with a Glass Animal song or something. Nope. You are going to be shook by the music you hear on this album. And it is, it, it's still insane to me that this band so far has not missed. All hits, all killer, no filler. Number 13, Tesseract, War of Being. You know, I've said this a lot, but it really does feel like the wait for any given new material from Tesseract is twice as long as it actually is. So, it took about five years for this album, and it felt like a decade, to me at least. But, if nothing else, that wait was definitely worth it, because this is an absolute beast of a prog metal album. It's all here from the lengthy, complicated song structures, the gent rhythms, the guitar syncopations, the really great uh technique on the instrumentation, to the way the songs just, like, take you on these, like, journeys. There are these really, like, grand-scale, like, prog metal epics that, you know, soar high with melody and then come crashing to the ground with very aggressive heaviness. It's, oh yeah, this album fucks. Probably a weird thing to say about a Tesseract album, but look, it's my list. I can say whatever I want. Number 12, Eve's Tumor. Praise the Lord who chews but which does not consume or simply hot between worlds. (laughs) I gotta tell you th- this whole kick that Eves is on, because c- I still think about the first time I ever like saw Eves' tumor, which was uh, kind of on accident at a three points set, like the three points festival in Miami, and that was this whole ass just like really bizarre over the top noise set, and I was like, I'm into this, and then actually getting into their music and seeing that they were kind of going on this tangent from like ambient experimental R and B to their previous album and this one which are kind of like pretty much like modern era prince albums like if prince was born into the modern day his albums would sound like this just these really great like uh glam rock tunes with tons of really great guitar fuzz and those really kind of great central vocal performances probably a better album to use the metaphor this album fucks because it absolutely does fuck. Number eleven, Spanish love songs. No joy. Probably the most on the nose title they could pick for an album of theirs. Obviously, they know their brand, but yeah. On this album, it feels like some of the punk energy from previous from the previous record, break bases. Everyone is a bit shoot to the wayside in favor of more like kind of an alt-rock e- alt-rock emo thing going on here and while you do definitely get a lot of that like heartbreak and devastation in the lyrics with um just kind of the horrifying tragedies of day-to-day existence from failed relationships to deceased loved ones maybe it's just me but it almost kind of feels like this album has a bit more of a like the slightest bit of an attempt to find hope like light at the end of the tunnel Not saying it's immediately obvious, but, like, it's there, and I feel like that really does help the tragedy, because there is something really depressing about, like, going through the horrors of day-to-day existence and, like, still trying to find light in the darkness anyway. That's what I feel like this album captures pretty well. And now, before we get into the top ten, this is where I'm gonna do a more formal, like, honorable mentions of stuff that... I listened to throughout the year and just uh, couldn't really find room for it on the list. I had my reasons, of course. Um, fire Tools. I am upset because I see something that is not there. Probably the hardest cut I had to make, um, but don't let that fool you. This still is, like, really great Fire Tool shit, especially a lot of the heavier material on it. Including the one song, I forget the name, but I think it's, like, the heaviest song on the album. And it's so ridiculously in your face that like there's literally a point where angel you know is screaming and then just coughs in the middle like it's a blown take that was that was really cool. oozing wound. we cater to cowards. so definitely a very, very early pick out of the gate at the beginning of the year didn't stick with me as much as I would have wanted it to, but I'd the fact that Oozing Wound is probably still one of the best, like, underground, like, metal bands that you've probably never listened to or heard of, even though you probably should have. They've been featured on Adult Swim, like, at one point. Come on. Paramore. This is why. So, this sees Paramore sort of evolving from the, uh, bright, sugary, sweet pop of uh, After Laughter into more of this, like, sort of college radio indie rock sort of thing. I think it works. There's some good songs here. I don't know. I feel like as an album, uh, After Laughter worked better though. Chai, self-titled. Sometimes you just need some really good city pop. And this is, the appeal of this is as simple as it gets. This is just really good pop slash indie synth rock music. Yeah, you just throw it on and you can vibe. One O tricks point? Never. Again. (laughs) Sorry, that's still funny. So, yeah, kind of a revisitation of, like, past and present motifs from uh, Daniel's Library all fused into this particular album. It's nice to hear, like, modern takes on a lot of those older ideas, considering how far he's come in his career since that point uh invent animate heavener once again i say this is what it would sound like if architects were still good instead of just kind of going through the motions just this is the good shit when it comes to uh contemporary metalcore i like it the hers collective we're still here so Really, really heavy-ass grindcore coming from a collective of musicians that are, of course, uh, from the LGBT community. Because, trust me, over here it's not just all, like, synth-pop and indie rap. They can fucking shred your faces off, too. Never forget that shit. Andre 3000, New Blue Sun. You're gonna have to take my opinions here with a grain of salt since I'm not exactly an expert in, like ambient new age jazz but i liked this album there were some good vibes on it and honestly i'm still sitting here wondering if we ever if we ever are in fact going to hear andre 3000 rap about getting a colonoscopy (laughs) ken mode void the, uh, compliment to their release from last year, Null, this one, in comparison to the heaviness of their prior album, veers more into the, uh, deeply melancholic side of things, like fusing their noise rock intensity with songs that are meant to put you into more of this sort of depressive mood about the state of the world. And last but not least, Mitski, The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. For my money, probably still some of the best drinking music that I can think of that I heard this year. The kind of tunes that you throw on, if I may repeat myself, when you're like alone at the bar at 2 a.m. And you just kind of have a quiet moment to enjoy a good drink and ruminate on what your life's been going through so far. And with the honorable mentions out of the way, we can now get into the top 10. Number 10, and this one's also a twofer, Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal with Maps and Armand Hammer with We Buy Diabetic Test Strips. I knew it. Because, again, it's my list. I can do whatever I want. Now, I want to point out something interesting. I was looking at a lot of the year-end lists, and the Billy Woods-Kenny Seagal album rated very highly. Like, in the top five... Top three, if not like I I th- yeah, I think it got as high as top three. I thought someone might have put it at their number one. But yeah, so I can see why. This is a really like great expression of Billy Wood's uh particular talents. You know, the way he can string together these elaborate, like vivid pictures of his day-to-day life in the city of New York, over top this really great uh collection of beats, courtesy of Kenny Segal. And a lot of really great collaborate like uh, collaborative features on here. Like, it's been a really good year for Danny Brown in particular. And I would say that the guest verse he has on this album is like one of the top ten best things he's recorded this year. It is just straight fire. But I bring that up because I noticed that the Armand Hammer album didn't seem to make a lot of year-end list, at least not the ones that I noticed. I think it made, like, Stereo Gum's hip, best hip-hop albums list, which, as it should, because it's great, but it feels really weird that it had to make it there, but they couldn't find room for it on the general year-end list. I don't know, maybe it's because this album is a bit more, like, out there, you know, in comparison to the, like, mainline Billy Woods album, but, I mean, that's what I like about Armand Hammer's music, just how, like, abstract and eclectic and weird it can be like with all the really hazy numbing beats that i can only really describe as what i imagine dissociation sounds like does this kind of ominous detached feeling from reality as um you know billy and El uh kind of spit these very abstract strange bars that you can sometimes get the gist of from like questioning their mortality to calling out you know fake frauds who put on this air of self-righteousness, but, you know, obviously being a little shit. And, of course, you know, the production here, as I've already said, is no slouch. especially when you got guys like JPEG Mafia and uh, LP contributing to the beats. So, yeah, honestly, I gotta show love to both of these albums. Like, 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 why you gotta split them apart like that, man? They- they're just good. Number nine. To mold the enduring spirit. I really like death metal, obviously, because like I play in a death metal band. But I feel like while a lot of death metal I hear sometimes is pretty good, it really does take like a special kind of album to truly like impress me a lot these days. And for my money, this and one other album I'm going to mention at some point later are, like, the best death metal releases of the year, because on the one hand, on the heavy end of things, this brings exactly the kind of filthy, gnarly, in-your-face, otherworldly, evil sound that you want from really good death metal. You know, the drums bang, the riffs hit really hard, the production is very all-over, like, it suffocates you, the vocals bellow so aggressively to fill out the mix... And then on this album in particular, they've evolved their sound to include some progressive elements in the vein of, like, early cynic, or, like, later period death, with a lot of these really great melodic segments that add a lot to the album without sacrificing just that sheer ferocity of it all. So... Yeah, Two Mold is fucking bringing out the big guns on this one, and I really hope their spirit endures into the future. That was fucking terrible. Why did I let myself say that part out loud? Oh, and uh, also, uh, everybody who's getting pissed off about that Deathspell Magazine shoot, fuck you, that shoot was cool, and I really wish I had that Resident Evil 2 shirt. <clears throat> Number eight. Reverend Kristen Michael Hader. Saved. This is the other album from this year that really just freaked me the hell out and made my skin crawl. I I wasn't entirely sure what to expect considering this kind of rebirth into this more religious oeuvre from, you know, uh Kristen's work as Lingua Ignota, but She's definitely not slouching off in the department of making music that is deeply, viscerally uncomfortable to listen to. This album reminds me why me and, uh, Organized Religion don't really get along all that well. Just, just the really off-putting, discomforting nature of her vocal performances, the lyrics she sang, the production that sounds like this is all, like, being played on a barely-functioning LP copy. It's just this... It's definitely a deeply uncomfortable experience. So, uh, yeah, not for the faint of heart. Number seven. Danny Brown. Quaranta. Like I said, pretty good year for Danny as far as releasing really quality music, and uh, his newest solo effort is a prime example of that. Mostly because of how much of a swerve it feels like. Because, yeah, this is a very deeply melancholic album where he spends most of it getting up into his own feelings about many things. From his rehab stint to his insecurities about his place in the rap world as he continues to get older. To uh, my favorite track on the album, Down With It, where he's venting about the fact that he screwed up one of his old relationships by cheating. And, sure, you might have some pockets of that more, uh, wacky out there Danny Brown, like on the single Tantor, but for the most part, you can tell this is a serious album because, like, as Mark pointed out in his review on the site, he doesn't even really do the Danny Brown voice much on this one.
2: Oh, yeah, so you know oh, yeah. shit's
0: real. So you know when he puts away the flow, shit is real. Number six. Genesis Owusu, Struggler, this is the come-from-behind Dark Horse of the year for me, like, not at all on my radar, in the slightest, but then I see, I'm pretty sure it was Crash Thompson posting very enthusiastically about it, I'm like, you know what, let's see what this is about, and, well, now here we are. Mostly, I think it comes down to the fact that Genesis Owusu has a really great ear for, like, songwriting and especially melodies. Like, the song that I think, the single, or the track that I think sticks with me the most is the second track on the album, The Roach. Because there's just this really gorgeous sounding guitar arrangement on it in the verses that just, it, like, you soar when you're listening to it and the entire album all has like just this whole mix of like really great alternative and R&B melodies to more like garage rock song structures to, you know, hip hop elements. And of course all wrapped around this like narrative concept about the aforementioned Roach, this uh, figure that's trying to avoid getting stomped out at the hands of a very angry and spiteful God. Like I said, according to the Apple Music Blurb, this is apparently at least in part inspired by Berserk. I think that's actually where the album title comes from. Because Guts himself is described as, you know, a struggler trying to survive in a harsh and intense world that's constantly trying to stomp him out and leave him for dead. But yeah, really good album. And the fact that it's this high when it wasn't on my radar at all should really speak to its quality. Number five. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And uh, give me a second to prepare for this one. Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night, an annihilation of planet Earth and the beginning of merciless damnation. It's King Gizzard. Are you surprised the album title's that fucking long? <laughs> So, yeah, once again, another year where King Gizzard does not take a fucking break. In fact, they had two albums out this year. And while The Silver Chord was a really good collection of, like, very late 70s, early 80s electronic jams, for my money, their second full-length metal record is absolutely where it was at. Because these guys, like... I know the volume of music they put out and the weird musical tangents they can go on are off-putting to certain people, but at the very least, they never half-ass it. They always throw their whole lizard ass into whatever it is they do. And on this album in particular, they upgrade things quite a bit from Infest the Rat's Nest. It's still a lot of very filthy, like, kind of stoner metal material on here with a lot of that, like, 70 70 blues, but the songwriting is more elaborate, the rhythms are more intricate and complicated, the structures are way more out there, and just in general, like, there's a really great energy to this, especially on the track Dragon, which is one of the longer tracks of, like, nine minutes, but it is very... Like, it makes great use of that time, because it really knows how to build these, like, great cycles of building and releasing tension, which is a fundamental key to, like, really good metal, in my opinion. And it just takes you on that goddamn journey. It is very, very fine, heavy shit, and honestly, if there's a point where King Gizzard ever decides they want to just, like, have, like, a side project that's nothing but metal albums... I'd be down for it cuz they very clearly know their shit when it comes to what makes great metal songwriting especially in the uh sort of filthy, deserty stoner kind of sense. Number 4 100 Gex, 10,000 Gex. I remember when I first heard this album and I was vibing with it, but then just kind of randomly I passed out in a haze. I forget how long it took for me to woke up, to wake up, rather, but, uh, when I did, I was thrown off by my surroundings, cause, uh, all the walls in the house were scrawled with messages like, one million dollars, me, 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 I'm the dumbest girl alive, Anthony Kiedis sucking on my penis. I'm told that I'm not allowed to listen to 100 on Unsupervised anymore. My roommates were very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to open with a dumb, obviously fake story like that because uh, I cannot stress just how much of a big, dumb smile I had any time I decided to throw this album on, like... If you're still unfamiliar with, the the Gex oeuvre, the best way I can explain it is, um... Imagine a version of 303 that doesn't blow ass. As in, like, they can write actual banger songs, and for that matter, actually funny jokes. Like, like I said, the album opener, Dumbest Girl Alive, is a particular bop that stuck with me because of the really weird, like, just lyrics about being just a really dumb girl over top like this like catchy dance beat and like these intermixings of like really like banger like pop punk type riffs and drums then of course there's uh one million dollars which is literally just like this rave jam that's the where the only lyrics you get are just like one million dollars being sung by all these fucking voice filters including what i think is the tiktok voice filter or at least one of them the most modern man in the united states which is exactly what it sounds like billy knows jamie which is straight up like the best song that limb biscuit never wrote right down to the part where you basically get like a glorified like fucking warp tour middle court breakdown just right out of the blue with them yelling like bada bing bada boom and uh, it's just a wild time and my personal favorite uh well, okay, there's a lot of favorites here, but I also want to shout out the single Doritos and Fritos, which is, uh, as you can imagine, a song about how great Doritos and Fritos are, and eating burritos with Danny DeVito. Mostly because I thought there was a really funny joke I saw while browsing TikTok once where someone joked that this song sounds like the opening theme to Chainsaw Man. Which is fucking hilarious to me because if Denji and Power started a band together, it would straight up just be 100 geeks. So, make of that what you will. All I know is, I really cannot wait for 100,000 geeks. Number three. JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, Scaring the Hoes, Volume one <laughs> Well, first of all, fuck Elon Musk! (laughs) You know I had to get that in there at some point. (laughs) And honestly, I think that line alone might be like half the reason this album is on this list. When you open your album with the single most relatable sentiment of 2023, that's it. That's it right there, man. But also... Just the absolute chaotic weirdness of everything on display here. Especially like the weird sampling to the really wild ass back and forth. This is just the most, again, probably the most fun I've had with a rap record in a long ass time. Just because of how like weird it is. And just how out there it is. And how much the bars just absolutely slap. And you're probably wondering why I would rank, like, this weird-ass chaotic uh, bar fest above, like, the more serious stuff like Karanta. And here's here's where I'm coming from here. Like, here's a good metaphor. One of my favorite movies that came out this year was Godzilla Minus One. For those who haven't seen it, it is a very deeply emotional uh, war drama following a veteran of World War II from Japan who is dealing with a lot of survivor's guilt and PTSD after seeing his entire squad get wiped out by Godzilla. It is what like the saddest I felt watching a kaiju movie in a while. It is just something that really hits at your emotions and makes you feel a lot of things. But, as someone who's grown up with kaiju all my life, I also really like the shit like Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla Final Wars, Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm gonna watch Godzilla X-Kong, because, you know, sometimes you just gotta let yourself have some wild-ass fun. Sometimes you wanna see the equivalent of a WWE match, but with people in dinosaur and monkey costumes. That's just my opinion. But you gotta be able to, like, let yourself... Have some wild ass fun, and when you're listening to fucking like vision of Escaflone samples and videos about JPEGs, while fucking you know Peggy is dissing all the terminally online dipshits that can't match up to him. If I may quote the one line that I think stuck in my head more than anything else from uh Spotify, not Spotify, uh Apple Music said that uh my most one of my most listened to tracks this year was Step a Pig. And the one line from that song that sticks out to me the most is, uh, the line, uh, 2chan high in cells just can't let it go like Frozen.
2: <laughs>
0: Only Peggy can make a Frozen reference sound cool. So, yeah. This shit fucking goes hard. Also, shout out to the DLC pack. And give me <laughs> volume 2 at some point. Take your time so, with it, though. Like, if mm. we're going with the video game industry metaphors... We don't necessarily need you to crunch. So would you say this album is the equivalent
1: of Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah Giant Monsters All Out out Attack?
0: You're goddamn right! (laughs) God, I want to rewatch that movie now. Anyway. Number two. Sleep Token. Take Me Back to Eden.
3: Ooh. Okay. That be number one.
0: All right. I thought so too. Hell, Apple Music, uh, when they gave me my yearly Psych Evaluation, aka Apple Replay 23, this was pretty much my most listened to album of the year. Like, at least in terms of pure streaming, and, I mean, it's not hard to see why. Yeah, the most talked about metal album of the year, the one that people love, and of course people love to hate. Now, for me, of course, listen, everything about this album pretty much works, like, so well. The production, those super heavy low-end guitars delivering out all kinds of sick riffs and all kinds of other great rhythms, the super heavy drumming with constant, like, fluctuating patterns, like, that, that, how do I put this? As a drummer, I'm almost kind of, like, so pissed off. Why can't I play like that, goddammit? Eh, maybe someday. Of course, the vocals in particular, being, like, one of the big highlights, Vessel, having that kind of more modern, like, pop soul voice, like, think something like Rag & Bone Man, but with eight string riffs under it, all blending into these, uh, really great metal tunes that actually managed to make a lot of the, uh, modern pop conventions work. And, and of course, the lyrics as well stick out a lot, mainly sort of being about, like, a lot of the ones that stand out are kind of about, like, bad or somewhat abusive relationships. Like, uh, the song, granted in particular, I think if I had to pick a favorite cut, because it sounds like... It's basically a song, like, the narrator really, like, having it out for this woman that seems to have it out for him. And they get into such an aggressive argument that... I didn't realize until much later that they pretty much get in a car crash. Hence the term granite. Like, you know, road, granite, that kind of thing. And it's just so, like, I know a lot of people look at the lyrics and stuff as being, like, very melodramatic and over the top. But for me, it works and shows that they're putting a lot more thought and effort into, like, the words and the emotions at play. Rather than some other top 40 bullshit that just throws out the most lazy version of these sentiments and calls it a day. But, yeah, when there's literally only, like... I would say there's only, like, one sorta not-that-great song on here. That being Do You Wish That You Love Me. But other than that, every other song is like... You just gotta play the whole thing from beginning to end. It is... Top tier, and I wonder what the future will hold for them. Now, like I said, Apple Music said this was my most listened to album of the year, and I know in the past I've said like my number one or two, usually the distinction like comes down to replay value, but you know, replay value isn't always the number one factor. As always, Well, okay, maybe not as always, but... Either way, sometimes it's about the particular emotions you feel. Like, what sort of reaction did the album get out of me? And it's not always just about the music itself, but also the broader story behind it. Because, you know, obviously albums have to be made. And sometimes you can run into a lot of stuff in the process of getting that made. And those stories can really inform the reaction you get out of it and how you ultimately end up feeling about it. I'm doing this kind of long wind-up for my number one because what made it my number one was the story behind it, which informed how I felt about it. Because this was an album that was at least a good decade in the making with it finally being here, finally allowing me a sense of closure on something that was so... that is so still, like, near and dear to me, that just overwhelming feeling is the big reason for me why this is number one. And you probably already know what it is, but... Number one... Death Clocks, Death Album 4. ah uh-huh. So... It's still so weird to think that we're actually here. I remember so vividly the years in between, the night when I when they first broadcast the Doomstar Requiem, the subsequent years of just like online forum posts begging for some kind of update on what happens next, the whole weird uh Metalocalypse Now campaign. Fuck, I remember when I was blogging about that. And the myriad, like, weird back and forth between, like, Adult Swim and just the kind of Metalocalypse fandom. When we genuinely thought this would never happen, doubly so because of the last several years of, uh, fuckery on the part of Warner Brothers and Discovery. I still hate that I know who David Zaslov is. But, despite all of that, despite... All of the obstacles in the way. Here we are. Nathan Explosion. Pickles the Drummer. William Murderface. Squizgar Squig Elf. And Toki Wartooth. Have survived all this shit. And are finally able. To say that they have saved the world. From the impending threat of Salacia the Man. A climax that took so so very long to get here, and was so very, very worth it when it did happen. Man, there's there's just a good feeling there. To think that a story that started off with a bunch of idiots killing their private chef and struggling to figure out the concept of shopping at a supermarket now ends with them at the forefront of saving the world through the power of their music, as corny of a concept as that may sound in the context of Death Clock, It just kind of gives you this weird, warm feeling inside, you know? When you're listening to songs about people getting slaughtered by lawn equipment, or being poisoned by food, and all this other silly stuff, against the, as always, top-notch songwriting from, you know, Brendan and Gene and anyone else involved, to the moment when it hits you with the actual Song of Salvation and then or 3 to close things out. Just, hell yeah. We fucking made it. The army of the Doomstar is fucking here. And, uh, in the words of one of the greatest men who ever lived, that's our salvation you're fucking with. I don't know what the future of Death Clock holds. Obviously, I think, like, the show itself is pretty overall things considered. And, who knows, maybe there'll probably be a Death Album 5, or any other subsequent tours, or new material. But in the event that this is where it ends for real, like, if this is where Brendan and company decide to call quits on this entire thing, then god fucking damn, did they pick a hell of a high to go out on. And there you go, That is my list. That is the number one album of 2023, in my own goddamn opinion. That is a lot more sentimental than I was expecting for a show about a dumb death metal band. But, you know, art affects you in weird ways. So, yeah. 2023. Well, I mean, obviously there was a lot of great shit, but... I probably should have played an actual outro for this. Can you tell I'm also a bit tired? I I just can't wait to go on my fucking vacation. By the way, uh, fun fact, uh, s- since I'm already on the subject of Death Clock, uh, when I go at the convention that I'm going to, no joke, I am actually going to dress up as Pickles the Drummer. I'm lo- I'm literally looking at, like, the wig right now, which is just, like, a bald cap with a bunch of red yarn, like, super glued to it.
1: The prophecy has been <sighs> fulfilled.
0: Hell yeah. So, as always, thank you for listening to this, uh, lengthy diatribe of albums. We'll, of course, gotta be back, uh, once the calendar rolls over into 2024. Let's, uh, see what that year brings. And, yeah, just thanks for listening, for anybody who did, despite the obvious, uh, fuckery going on with our home turf of Twitter. Fucking Elon Musk. And we hope to continue, and we'll see what the next year brings us. So, um, as always, you'll know where to find us. Our social medias will be in the description uh, SurrealResolution.com remember to visit that website be sure to jump into our Discord so you can be notified whenever anything new goes up there so uh, until then I am very tired
1: Merry Christmas Happy New Year we'll see you back here for this thing that we do
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep now on your couch
0: hey hey Mark, no you can't do that, we already got someone sleeping on the couch.